1: Welcome everybody. We're back. We've been off for a while, but we're back. Yeah, the doctors. The-,
2: the doctors have always said that we've been a little off.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, but we're we're back now. We're back. Hey, if you didn't know already, this is oh, a Sopranos podcast. Uh, as always, my name is Joe Spellman and this is David Feudernick, and this is Paul Gullius. And we're talking episode season two, episode twelve, the knight in white satin armor. <laughs> you got it this time, and yeah. Good for you. You did your homework. Whoa. You know what? I I watched the episode right before this. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, well, the the hiatus
2: so, has really sharpened your intro. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know it's always sharp. Um, I'm in tight, man.
1: With us today. Is actor, writer, stand-up comedian, uh, my neighbor Lou DiMaggio. Oh. Hello. Oh, oh. oh. <laughs> Do you like the title uh, of our of our uh, of our podcast? oh uh, Yeah. It's oh Basically.
3: That's obviously for people that you know get it.
2: Right. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> right.
3: Kind of <laughs> some. For some people, um, like that's just oh
2: Right. Right. Oh. Oh. oh?
4: oh?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. There are there are probably a lot of people who think that we got to clarify, you know, for those people. <laughs> that ship has sailed, man. We should have thought about that last year when we came up with this shit. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Um. Uh. So. So, Lou. Um. You know. Let's. Um. Want to tell our uh, listeners, like, you know, uh, more about you. I mean, um uh why don't you why don't you go ahead and say something about yourself <laughs> say something about myself yeah, uh, yeah, actually, yeah. You know, <laughs> in terms of uh <clears throat> of how
3: it relates to the sopranos or uh sure,
1: yeah. well yeah of cu- yeah of course yeah sure i mean what's your what's do you um what's your what's your experience with the show i mean you said you watched it live pretty much um
3: yeah i mean at the time and maybe still to this day it's certainly one of the one of the greatest tv series ever made right it's oh, got to be in yeah. the top five even even with all the shows that have come after it yeah um so it was at the time you know an, an incredible must-see watch when we had to wait a whole week right
1: yeah and
3: yep. then it seasons uh is in between and uh
4: there were years never sometimes. missed
3: an episode it was it was amazing just couldn't yeah.
5: wait to see it yeah,
1: yeah I've um, all, I've all, I, I, I had the pleasure these guys are uh, saw a little bit of, of it live, but I I watched most of it live, and I mean, there's going to be nothing like that ever again. Which I, no. I loved. I loved waiting for an, you know a week for an episode. It was great. Yeah, you know, you you, you really would
3: like work your week around it. To be it, what am I? What are we going to eat? You know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: exactly.
4: Yeah.
3: How are we gonna How are we gonna <laughs> lean into tonight's episode? You know. Yeah.
2: Uh, yeah you're you're on the right. You're on the right podcast to bring up what to eat. oh okay all we ever talk about is like the food in every scene and stuff because we're (laughs) disgusting monsters yeah well
4: we just miss the east coast and all the all the great italian food out there yeah
3: i know it's really it's somewhat available out here but you really gotta pick you gotta really weed through a lot of places to find and even then it's it's good you know right but it's not like new york where the average corner store is better than the best place here
2: Exactly. Yep. yep. Yeah. But the weather, you can't the weather. <laughs> Come on. Um,
4: It's funny, Lou was just telling us he was using the uh, the quarantine to catch up on some TV shows and he just watched Breaking Bad for the first time. So I'm curious, like, what are your thoughts? Like, how do you think it stacks up against Sopranos? Cause those two are consistently mentioned as like some of the greatest.
3: It's right there, man. <laughs> I agree, right I agree. Uh, yeah. I, I can't, you know, I, I couldn't even, that's like saying, you know, what do you like better? Uh, I don't, you know, some, well, no, I was not, not Coke and Pepsi because I like you know, Coke is obviously better, but um, it's just they're, they're both really great. Uh, I can't yeah. really, I couldn't really pick one over the other.
4: Yeah, yeah, couldn't do it. Yeah. It's like
3: great baseball players. Wrong
2: answer, Lou. You're on a Sopranos podcast. <laughs> you know if I Pod. had to pick
3: one, <laughs> guns to your
4: head, Lou. Now
3: I've also I've also watched Breaking Bad more recently, right? So right, that, right, right. That has a lot to do with it.
4: Well, because I, I, you know,
3: I watched the episode for tonight, and I uh, I was like, oh my god, I forgot how great right? the show is. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. and it's yeah. funny,
4: it holds up twenty years later. It's oh yeah, little, it, yeah. This episode. Um, Night in White Satin Armor aired originally April second, the year two
2: thousand.
3: Yeah. Wow. Did not realize it was that old. Y two K.
2: That's wild. <laughs> yeah. Remember when Y two K hit and uh, all the computers uh, crapped out and right. the world the world fell apart. That was so scary. <laughs> yeah. You guys ever
3: see that pod? Uh, listen to that podcast um, about Y two K. It's really great. I no, mean, I don't no. want to digress, but if you yeah. ever get it, I forget <laughs> I the name of it.
4: Let's yeah, we, us, we usually like to tell our listeners to stop listening to us and go listen yeah. to some other podcast. It's true. It's true. Well, we can edit this out. <laughs> no. Um, it's it too much work.
1: Um, but um, <laughs> one thing um, that uh, Lou, uh, well, for our listeners, Lou um, was uh, a uh, big stand-up back in the day in New York uh, in, in the, what was it, like, late 80s early 90s or something like that or yeah, 80s now. like from uh
3: mid 80s through i would say like started like 80 83 and moved out to LA in like 89 so i was in new york doing that during the go go 80s
1: go yeah. during the go go <laughs> yeah, 80s yeah. came up with uh the likes of people like larry david and jerry seinfeld and uh, you were in uh another uh, hbo uh, show curb your enthusiasm
3: Yes, as a matter of fact, I had, there's a really great Sopranos connection because if yeah, I'm that's not what mistaken, I wanted to hear. I think Curb was on right before the Sopranos.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep.
3: and this was uh, I had a I had a really nice recurring role in season three. I played one of the restaurant investors, and great my season. name great in the show was Lou DiMaggio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So remember in Sopranos when uh, they're looking for a for a hit a hitman, they want somebody to come from out of town. And Junior says, "You call Lou DiMaggio."
2: Yeah, well, I was that, ask you
4: about that
3: the night that that episode was on, and he said that I was on Curb right after that. So it was one that of those so great. great, yeah, that is so
2: surreal. That's funny. I mean, that's we that's, just that's wild. We on our last episode, we taught I think it was the last episode we were talking was, yeah. about like what uh what like. Character, group of characters, we would have wanted to see more that we didn't see a lot of, and we mentioned those weird people, Lou DiMaggio, Lou DiMaggio, yeah. and his, yeah, in, his, in Rhode Island, his weird crew up in Rhode Island, yeah, 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 yeah that's right, that's right, <laughs> that's funny. Uh, was he use a baseball bat? That was his <laughs> <special>. <laughs> yeah. We're having cake for Father. Yeah, <laughs> um, uh, yeah.
3: Weird so you know, the, so that was. Uh, and I knew some people around it. I had a friend that was in the pilot. Uh, Ed Krasnick was a comedian that I knew very well. He played. I was going to ask you about comedian. that. Yeah, yeah. So, was yeah. Just,
2: so he was like a, a New York '80s New York uh, like stand-up guy.
3: Yeah, except he started, I think, in Boston. He might have been in Boston at the time. He eventually went, worked his way there. He was also in San Francisco. All the the, the big hubs were L.A., New York, Boston, and San Francisco. Those were yeah. the best, you know, um comedy
2: scenes. Yeah, right.
4: Wait, and he and so he he played, was he the guy who was doing stand-up in the Bing? Or
2: yeah. Like- yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Uh
3: and he said working with he goes, first of all, it was insane. The the food like you can't have people like that and have craft service that anybody <laughs> normal craft service. It was literally probably somebody's aunt was doing the cooking or something like right. it was right, legit right. you know yeah. Yeah. and um and he said the characters like uh he goes you know uncle jr uh johnny holand the godfather yeah yeah like he would just come up to ed on the, uh, at the craft service table and go ed you want a twix You like the twix it's a good it's a candy bar twix try it have a, have a twix that should have been like that so you guys
4: appreciate that and (laughs) i appreciate
3: that absolutely
4: yeah i love uncle junior hawk and twixes
3: i once had an experience like that at a table read where i found myself at a a table where they had these sandwiches from um i don't know where they got them from they were breakfast sandwiches and uh i all of a sudden i find myself standing next to alan arkin and you know like wow it's freaking alan arkin but this is Mm. what i hear him say what do you think the santa fe is (laughs) it's just all about the sandwich yeah you think think it's spicy Uh,
2: all the all these all these legends that are just like weirdos that's that's a
1: dream of mine like if i if i like met robert de niro i'd want to talk about like you know the breakfast burritos on set yeah Yeah. Yeah. what was was craft services
4: like yeah what was de niro's (laughs) take on
1: the craft services
2: sure the sausage was a little spicy. Little spicy. The sausage... yeah, no, 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 a little spicy sausage. Yeah,
5: no,
3: it's a little spicy. A little out of line yourself. My my son worked on a movie because my son is an actor, as Joe knows, and he worked on uh, Daddy's Home Two. Mm-hmm. And so they shot it, it in Boston. So yeah, yeah. the guys, the local Teamsters in Boston, you know, they have their own stories, and they said that they they called sarcastically, they called De Niro the Cheese Man. Because he made them go find him some kind of specific cheese that was like a huge pain in the ass. Like, oh yeah, yeah, the cheese man. Yeah, cheese that. fuck, fucking cheese man. <laughs> By the That's way, right. you, what do you, How do you think? Uh, how do you think Tony Soprano would be reacting to the uh, the quarantine?
4: Oh god,
2: uh, not well. Fucking bullshit, you know that? I, this is fucking bullshit. I gotta be in the house. We're calm. I can't. I gotta get the fuck out of here. <laughs> i don't think of all these guys not being able to see their gumars or just seeing them and getting COVID and giving them their oh, yeah. families. Infecting
4: their children or something. You got to figure out a way to put the gumars in the
2: bubble. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> the kids got to go back gotta to school. Got to test it
4: for
1: the COVID. What do you think I am? <laughs> <laughs>
2: got to reopen the schools, calm.
1: Oh, so I'm supposed to feel sorry for your girlfriend in this pandemic? <laughs>
2: You, Christopher, and your fucking millennial friends. That's what's making this thing last so long. Now get it fucking straight. All right? It's because they're doing more testing. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah everybody We got to a, see that episode. We gotta get a piece of that testing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, they absolutely would. They absolutely yeah. you know would, they would hijack, hijack like a, like a, a toilet paper
4: truck or something. In the right. right,
2: right, right.
1: Oh, these antibody tests, they don't work. <laughs> so I ha- also
3: have a great uh, joke or reference. Uh, that's one of my favorite uh, Sopranos references. You know, the comedian uh, Nick DiPaolo.
2: Sure. Mm-hmm.
3: They, Nick was, uh, did a bit one time. I, it's one of, you know, like every comedian, every, every comedian has a line of another comedian that they wish they wrote or they could steal. But, you know, mm-hmm. so his, his uh, joke was, uh, yeah, people are always asking me, uh, am I offended by the way Italian-Americans are portrayed in Sopranos? He goes no, because that's fucking real. He goes, I'm offended by the way Italians are represented in Olive Garden commercials, because that's bullshit.
5: <laughs> Nobody,
3: no Italian would ever touch that stuff, you know. So, yeah, yeah.
2: I, I love that, that he better. used
3: that. That was such a great uh, comparison, you know.
2: That's great. Hey, uh, he had a great little bit in the Columbus Day episode. Uh, he like plays a cop in the Columbus Day episode oh, of yeah, uh, Sopranos. Right. Oh, I didn't even realize that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't either. not part. That's funny. It was Damn. one
1: of
3: my uh, great disappointments that I was never able to do just something on that show. But oh, when living in L.A., there weren't a lot of... Uh, I guess there were some people that, that went back there, but it wasn't really yeah. common then to, to be a day player and, and go to New York just for that. You kind of had to yeah, be there. Yeah. right. Time, right. We're be.
4: Hey, man, you got the, the name drop, though. I, know. Really, I did. <laughs> like I, awesome know.
3: Character. I was telling Joe, I don't think it's a coincidence because I crossed paths with Frank Renzulli.
4: I oh, right. wrote yeah. Yeah, yeah, I wrote
3: a pilot with Colin Quinn, uh-huh. and this was for HBO. This was like '96 or seven, right before The Sopranos. And uh, we were both we did we didn't have any showrunning experience. You know how that goes. So they want to put you with a showrunner. They like your idea, and it was him. That was the guy. So when when that episode came on, I go, oh, I know That is not a coincidence they used. It. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I must have thought of it. There's somebody I must have been thinking about names. He goes, oh, Lou Demasio, and then like, uh, yeah, he, he kills guys with baseball bats. Like it's a perfect, <laughs> like it all just came there. So I
2: probably yeah. gave him that without. Uh, what? it's funny. What was Rensuli like? Was he was he cool? I, I didn't have a, <laughs> put him on the spot
3: yeah i don't really know i didn't really know him well i i i don't know i i I found him to be a little he seemed to be a little condescending Mm. like he thought he was like you know mr the shit but i yeah i we didn't really end up having much of a exposure to him but yeah sure he was the guy that they went to so he had something going on over there with hbo you know yeah
2: yeah
4: i mean i think he left the show after the third season maybe even the second so
2: yeah. Maybe
1: there's that attitude that David Chase didn't like. Who knows? Yeah, but, fucking know. What a fucking Joe. we hate that guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we
2: fucking, yeah, we were we were testing you. We fucking hate him. <laughs> but you know, yeah, like I just
3: thought he was a little bit of a douche, but I, I didn't really have that much uh interaction. Interaction. This is um, sort
1: of, this is off topic, but what was your pilot about with uh, Colin Quinn? Oh,
3: yeah. Uh it was a po- it was about a guy who worked in uh he was like in the Broadway stage scene, you know, like those guys, the grips, mm-hmm. like,
5: the, yeah. like
3: that whole world is, is fascinating. Those guys at work, they sit in the bottom of the Broadway theater and do nothing. They sweep the stage
5: <laughs> in the yeah, very yeah. beginning.
3: And they go down yeah. to these cubby holes below the stage and they have this world down there. They're watching the ball game. They got refrigerators and they don't do <laughs> anything and no one else is allowed to do anything. And it's a whole <laughs> world and a lot of them are local West Side people that have been grandfathered into these jobs so it was it was an area that had never really been covered and we had this idea that you know Colin was like a screw up and he was part of that world and he just but he couldn't even do that even though it was like they were handing it to him he would just screw everything up and and we called it a day in the life of Mickey Mack. it was just all about he was like a a degenerate gambler and just was a mess and they loved the idea but you know it never it never the pilot never got made, but at least we wrote it. We got paid for that. so Yeah, yeah there you go.
4: Yeah, cool. I 100 cool. percent
2: would have watched that. Yeah, me <laughs> too. Sounds good, right? Yeah, I yeah. love
1: Degenerates. I love Degenerates.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do uh, you you um, stay in touch with Colin Quinn? Yeah, um
3: he was in my doc actually, which I we should we should plug the doc. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, absolutely. where have you gone, Lou DiMaggio? Which is available on Amazon Prime. If you have Amazon Prime, you can watch it for free. Otherwise, I think it's. or something, but it's a doc that I made that a friend of mine wanted to make a producer uh, about, which started out to be about Catch a Rising Star in New York and that scene Mm -hmm. that we were talking about. It was was so hot stand up in those days in New York. And again, a lot of those people that Joe mentioned were all starting out there. So in my doc, I have an interview with Larry David and I have uh, Joy Behar, Susie Essman, Colin. And those people, especially, I used to see almost every day yeah, for years. So it was like a family mm. uh, going through that scene. And it was a wonderful time, you know? So we talk about all of that and what it was like. And uh, I, if you're into stand-up at all, I think you'd, you'd enjoy it. Oh, and
5: absolutely. then it's
3: also got a little bit of a plot line where I haven't done it for a long time. And then I go out and do it again. I get back into it.
2: Wow, nice.
3: And, uh, I, so that part, you know, you're going to have to watch.
2: When I When I... <laughs> When I lived in New York, I used to go to a comedy cellar every Thursday, like in the early 2000s. So mm-hmm. I saw all the Tough Crowd people were always yeah. there. it was that era. Yeah. So Nick Tough was Crowd. The other problem. Yep. Yep. You um, know, I also
3: like that era too. I was he- well entrenched here then, but you know, stand up had that that incredible boom in the in the 80s and into the early 90s, and then it kind of died. Right. And I kind of got out around. I was still doing it here up until like 97, 8 ish But again, like those guys, like I, I always thought if I only would have toughed it out, but it was hard in those days. It was not as fun as it was previously. And a lot of those people came out of that world where it was just, you'd go to the club, it was packed every night. It was this incredible audience and celebrities and politicians and would come to see stand-up shows. And then it just went away. Yeah. And people like Colin is a perfect example. He just... He just toughed it out. He hung in and he also started. I actually worked with him on his first uh, one man show. Um, Oh, really? Yeah. I helped him write it. And then after that, you know, he continued to do that. And that's become his his main thing now, which is wonderful work.
2: Yeah. So, yeah, yeah.
5: yeah,
3: that's where I came from.
2: Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. That's so cool. Uh, Should we jump into this specific episode? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All this right. is an uh, iconic episode. I, I, yeah. I, yeah,
4: we're glad to have you here, Lou, because this is this is like a fan favorite. And and I have one
2: more.
3: Ones. I have one more sort of weird uh, uh, celebrity name drop situation here. I worked please with please Uh, to, to Turo. uh it's, I had this weird gig. I was writing. I, 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 my career took this weird turn where I started working, writing on, producing on game shows and things like mm. that. And it was cool because like every couple of years it recycles and they make new ones again. And it's not something I ever wanted to do, but I fell into and it was nice Mm, because it was good gigs. Steady work. So I was doing uh, an an iteration of Pyramid, you know, the $10,000 pyramid. And they were trying to book celebrities and they were having a hard time and they were just going nuts because the network is always like, they want, we want Robert De Niro and Meryl Streep. Yeah, sure, they're going to do the Pyramid. But like they we can't afford the
2: bag. cheese. We can't afford yeah. his cheese bill. <laughs> He's
3: got a cheese rider. He's
2: out. <laughs> yeah. So
3: uh I happen to know Nick DeTuro. I you know I, we me, yeah,
2: I, me, yeah, me we're, Steve, we're, we're Steve Yankee, Yankee, Yankee fans, so we're so, you know, familiar oh. with Nick. We're familiar with Nick's current. Uh, no, Nick's you know, Nick the brand. most insane Yankee fan in the world. Yeah, yes. we
1: watched that ep- the podcast episode of uh, yes. with you and Nick. <laughs> yeah, Oh, it
3: was oh, great. <laughs> oh, okay. It was great. Yeah, he's uh, he's something else, man. He's a piece of work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I know him because I worked with him on some things. His agents were trying to harness him at some pitch, and they needed somebody to try to make sense of what he was pitching. Everybody thinks it's funny. They love him, but he's all over the place. <laughs> so I just mentioned, because they were trying to get, they were trying to do a Soprano show. And they had uh, Steve Sharippa, I think, was supposed to do it. But they, they, oh, yeah, that's right. Steve Sharipa and Ada were in,
5: mm-hmm.
3: and then Steve dropped out. And I said, You know, I know Nick. I could ask him. And they were like, Are you kidding me? You know him? I and mean, it would be perfect because they're related, too. They're right, prison. Right, right. Uh, you know, it's not the soprano connection anymore, but right. whatever, it's <laughs> fine. And I got him to do it, and it was a disaster. <laughs> Because, you know, he's trying to play the game. You know, you know how the game works. It's word association. Right, right? right, right so He'd be like, um, uh, 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 I don't know. Uh, uh, milk. Uh, I don't know. This is too hard. This is like the middle of the game. This is happening. And then I, I, I hung out with her a little bit, and she said, you know, he's nuts. You guys shouldn't have built it.
4: <laughs> in a good way. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah right. right. Absolutely. I talked to her.
2: She was very nice. Very, very nice. Nice, nice. That's good well, to hear. You always like to hear that. Uh, yeah, she was very cool. This awesome. is a uh, an Ada Totoro heavy episode. So I know. Oh, yeah. why I brought it up. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I was uh, trying to find I
4: have a
3: picture of me with her somewhere and I can't find it. So sorry. Lou. I know. If That's I
4: find a... it, I'll stick it in. <laughs> yeah, so you got
1: it. It's going on our Instagram. That's
4: right. Um, yeah, because this is sort of like the end of of Ada Taturo's arc this episode, where right like for this this whole season where she was introduced in the second season and she's kind of out on a bus to God knows where by the end.
2: Seattle. We'll, we'll, we'll get Seattle. into it. So, yeah.
4: She's going to Seattle.
2: Yeah. That's where she's going.
4: On okay. the bus from New Jersey? Oh, what all in all, I'd say it was a good visit. <laughs>
5: yeah,
3: yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you guys are you gonna how do you do how do you break down the episode?
4: Yeah, we just sort of like go through it beat by beat, and, and we'll right. just talk say, about.
3: It's, it's quite a surprise what happened in that episode.
4: Yes, oh, oh yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. let's 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 kick it. So our podcast is like, we should alert everyone if this is the first episode you listen to. We we don't give a fuck about spoilers. spoilers. You should have watched the entire show by this point if you're listening to this podcast. Right, yeah. so we can exactly. talk. I mean, this is one of the most shocking moments in the in the series, right? Yes. When Janice ends up shooting Richie. Uh, but how do we get there? We, we could start from the beginning.
3: Well, it's brilliant. It's brilliant the way that that gets set up because it, they're laying pipe that Richie's going to get whacked. But right. She's the last person you would expect. Yeah, well, you see,
2: you yeah. see when Tony comes to Livia's house after she's killed him, he has a biggest smirk on his face. Yeah, he's like when he first sees the body, he's like trying so hard not to laugh hysterically because <laughs> he's like, "This is amazing! I don't have to have Furio kill this guy. Like, this <laughs> right, has been right. fantastic." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I um,
3: mean, anyway, so yeah, I'm sure he. It's just funny because it's like she pulled like. Almost in a way, it was almost like a Michael Corleone move. It's like, it's just in her blood.
2: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Because
4: cause they didn't really like lay any of the groundwork for her, like being angry or frustrated with him no. or, or, or murderous in any way other than, uh, you know, she would suggest to Richie, you know, that he should be the boss or, or right. you know, they, they right. sort of subtly had her throughout the season sort of hinting at, at Richie to take care of her brother.
2: It's funny because like all all three like all these like three Sopranos all turn on Richie and are responsible for his death in this in some way in this episode. Like like Tony okay's his his hit and Junior decides like, you know, he couldn't fucking sell it. And Junior's like, Yeah, okay, he's gotta go. And right. then it's that by the way, to me is,
3: is the most brilliant Thing in the show is when Junior sort of you, you see him thinking and thinking. Well, oh, right. okay. Like right. when he just finally just decides this guy doesn't have it. Yeah. Yeah. Said, Bob, All right. Yeah. And Bob I'm uh, going with Tony, but he would have right. screwed Tony. Totally. <laughs> you oh, so? absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you,
4: you, you think if if Richie was able to like convince the other capos, he would have he would have offed Tony. I think
1: so. Yeah.
3: I, I, think, so. I, yeah. Like, yeah. I think he yeah. was always willing to do that. Yeah. Well, they say. Well, I mean, first they say the
2: the Barisies are like the biggest family within the family. And if mm. the Barises had okayed it, that would have been that. Yeah. But Albert yeah. like didn't want to go against Tony. And Junior's <laughs> got, and
1: Junior's got so much uh, money issues uh, with his trial that he, like, right. he, he would want to right. do it.
2: Can't fuck around. Well, that's,
1: that was his
4: like main motivation for doing it. Right. The whole like yeah. garbage routes and, and his trial coming up and, yeah. and Tony's not letting himself Coke along the routes and like, but yeah. So I guess, I mean, he he's so full of shit though like he oh, yeah. sort of like walks through the through his own like thinking of how he can look in front of Bobby Bacala like oh I'm such a smart fucking uh oh you know you know when
3: Bobby when, when he's when Bobby's just standing there in the kitchen and he doesn't say anything and he goes <laughs> what 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 and he goes yeah. I'm in awe
4: i'm in mean, you i'm in all you bless bless bobby bacala uh, the best. Yeah. i almost wanted junior
1: to be like shut the fuck up <laughs> and,
4: you know by the way
3: I, another i i knew uh Shripa really well because believe it or not steve Sharippa used to book the um riviera comedy club in las vegas
4: yes that's right yeah he did
3: a lot of And uh, he was one of those guys where you'd show up on the gig and he'd go hey come in my office and he would go, Look at this cheese. I got a cheese again.
4: <laughs> That's a cheese, of course. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of cheese was love that? it?
3: It was like some kind of provolone. Uh, <laughs> I love it, but, you know. In Vegas at that time, you know, you had to know somebody, <laughs> right?
4: Right, there's right. good provolone,
3: there's no provolone in the provolone desert. In
2: Vegas. Come on,
3: yeah, yeah, in the desert, right? That's not a place yeah. where you would normally find good provolone, right.
2: No, A lot of cactus <laughs> cheese, yeah, like cactus. It's cheese. a
3: provolone desert, if you'll pardon the expression, Ooh, <laughs> right?
2: Um. I mean, so
4: that's, that's like the major thing of this episode, you know, which he ends up uh, getting sliced and diced at Satrials. Uh,
3: yeah. Oh my God. That scene was so rough. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I remember Christopher says, I'm not going to eat here for like at least a month. <laughs>
4: yeah. Yeah. Because they're yeah.
3: using the saw and everything.
4: Right. Yeah. Really just 30 days <laughs> will do it and you'll be back oh, to eating. Like, I still got to eat. parmesan. Not, yeah. let's,
3: <laughs> let's, let's get that straight. I'm still going to eat it. I'm going to win. Right. right. We'll By that time, everything days. will be cleaned.
5: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
4: um but yeah so uh, other big things this episode uh tony finally breaks it off with his russian guma arena mm-hmm. yeah. um mm-hmm. who we didn't really see a ton this season but but like yeah. so it, i think it's like the second scene in the episode you know yeah he finishes banging her and, and and then he sort of has this conversation with her where he's like you know don't you want don't you want kids don't you want family like why do you guys think he he does it in that moment like why is this the end of of that relationship
1: uh ooh. she's just I mean, becoming too much of a liability or she's
2: becoming yeah. too much of a well, yeah, she's chain a, in his she's ass a,
3: she's a loose cannon and and yeah, then right. that shit like calling him at home that, that you can't do that <laughs> yeah which of course yeah.
2: which of course she does again later on in white caps yes. which igni- you know which initiates the separation oh, yeah, it kicks
4: off when when carmella and, and tony finally uh divorce or, right. or separate. Which is, you know
3: it's one of those things where he's so he's so beleaguered and this episode is one of those episodes where he's got so much shit to deal with he's got to, he's always got to deal with his mother he's got the crazy mm-hmm. sister he's got yep. he's got uncle junior he's got rich kuma you know and he's got to keep it straight with his wife he's got so much shit going on at the same yep. time yeah and he's gotta he's gotta fix everything all the time yeah
4: and yeah. so he's just like I- i'm out of here yeah, he's ah. tapping
2: out on that one. <laughs> uh, Jackie Smarky, Jr. But then, it ironically, Jackie Jr. appears. Up... We get we get the we set up Jackie Jr. for season three. Oh yes, Jason Serbone is. I always is forget Jr. that he's like introduced besides like the flashback when he's like a kid or whatever, like a teenager. Mm-hmm. But like, uh, yeah, I forget that he gets set up at the end of the season was, always. Yeah, I wonder associated if they with actually him with season three,
4: like had. Like knew then that they were going to do a Jackie Junior storyline for season three. I mean, seems they like they. Did.
2: It seems like it. It seems like they're I mean, sending. I wouldn't it doubt
3: it. I mean, I think yeah. that David Chase was pretty. Pretty yeah. thorough and probably right. way ahead Think, of the game. Forward
4: thinking. Yeah, yeah. The only thing, like I know that Nancy Marchand, uh, Livia Soprano, she, the actress, died between seasons, and that sort of like fucked up what the what the third season was supposed to be. So I wonder if right. if like Jackie Junior storyline got like bumped up a notch or two. To, to, right, to, right. Like, fuck, fuck. we got to
1: write a Jackie Junior story
4: now. Fuck.
3: They did that <laughs> weird, they did that weird CGI stuff with her. Oh like, my god, that, that was
1: strange,
2: that was super bizarre, and the technology. Wasn't quite the best yet, so it wasn't no. there It, yet. it looks here's, very creepy. Weird. Yes.
1: Yeah. Speaking of that, like here's a like you know like technical choice that they made in this episode was the subtitles. Like, yes. Were were they necessary? Oh, you <laughs> wait, know oh, that's for... a
3: really good point. I never saw that before because I accidentally had my subtitles on. Yeah. <laughs> and I turned it off, and then it was on. Then there was a subtitle. I'm like, wait a second, I already turned that off. Right. But then I realized that. It looked to me like they were cherry-picking areas that they think you might not understand. It was always what <laughs> that's the Russians what were like. talking. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, in case you didn't get that, because it was kind of a complicated line. Right. I, Which thought, well, I, I guess that's cool. I can't I say guess. I've ever
2: seen before, like, just, like, certain lines of dialogue uh, in English subtitles when someone is speaking English, even though mm-hmm. it's, like... Broken well, you know,
3: I, I actually watch Peaky Blinders that way. It's I was just gonna say, so uh, <laughs> <as> They are so many lines you miss if you. Hit it. It's pretty yeah. understandable, but it helps a yeah. lot. That's yeah, how yeah, Peaky yeah.
1: Watch Game of Thrones too. Um, I think these were added in though too. Like they weren't on the live like episode. Like, oh really? Me. Oh, yeah, I think I thought I, I thought I, I heard know. that I, somewhere. Yeah, I, I, I didn't research remember. it, but no, no.
3: I, I thought you said spider. I'm all right.
5: <laughs>
3: remember that um, moment where he where, where spider has the the thing where he shoots the guy in the foot in the bakery and uh
4: oh, oh and then yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. uh michael imperioli uh yeah he does the same brother. thing in season one he, yeah, yeah.
3: Yep. yes turnabout is fair play probably the yeah. best
4: goodfellas reference uh yes. in the series of many but that, yep. that's that's the most that's the like, other made thing made that's
3: up. so great about the sopranos right is is the, like the self-awareness Oh Richie, yeah. Richie's in Mean Streets. Right. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yes. I mean, it's yeah. one of the great, great mob movies, you know, underrated. Oh, for sure. I'm probably not underseen, but it's, it's, it's really an incredible little movie. and it's almost It doesn't like, get
4: mentioned enough in the, really in the mob
2: doesn't. canon. I love that movie. I love that movie. It's so Richie's good. Was,
3: uh, Richie was Michael. Mm. He was the yeah. guy that owned the bar. Yes. Yeah. He had a lion in his basement, remember?
2: <laughs> and uh, and and Melfi's uh, husband, the guy who plays right, Melfi's was, husband, also he's the guy um that Robert De Niro owes money to. Right, it, those were the
3: guys. It was Harvey Keitel and those two guys, and De Niro were the main main guys. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. No, actually, he was Michael yeah, Melfi's yeah, husband. Yeah, I yeah. Don't yes, yes. His name was. Yeah, so yeah that's yeah, that scene that. with De Niro he goes. Oh. What's the matter? You don't like this ten dollars? <laughs> right. Borrow money from all over town. I don't pay anybody back.
4: <laughs> I mean, if David Chase could have just like stolen the cast from uh, all of Scorsese's mafia movies, he he would have kind of did. But he's
3: got Main Street's guys. He's got Goodfellas guys. Yeah, he's got Godfather.
4: He's got Godfather. Yeah. yeah. I
3: mean, you know, you can't and get him some
4: some real mob guys in there too. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah. I'm sure.
4: Uh, Tony Sirico spent some time in jail for sure. Probably walnuts. Oh yeah. Uh, you know and I heard.
3: If I'm not mistaken. Tony Sirico painted my mother's apartment. <laughs> Are you kidding me?
1: It's a great little
4: <laughs> tidbit.
3: Not kidding. Where is your in, the, Brooklyn?
1: in Brooklyn? In Corona, Queens. Oh, in Corona, Queens. Oh, in Queens. Okay.
3: Yeah, because uh, I forget what it was. Was it? it was Raging Bull, or yeah, you because know, he was in all those Scorsese movies. Oh yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. He was so my job.
2: my parents. <laughs> My parents' neighbor across the street, they grew up together in Brooklyn. She oh, was yeah. growing up. And yeah, she said he was like uh, you know, he was you know, he he's was a hustler. So like if I, he's yeah.
3: not doing a job for somebody, he's painting somebody's apartment, you know, he's just me- he's making it work, you know. Oh, I, met, yeah.
1: I met a guy in college who um did Soprano's dinner theater cuz my <laughs> My good friend, um, my college roommate, was was doing. Hold on a this.
3: second, Sopranos dinner theater.
1: Yeah, it was pretty amazing. Like I just, geez. I'm I'm on, I'm down with that.
3: <laughs> Whatever that I, is. I'm well,
1: in. my my uh, my college roommate, my best man at my wedding, who is on on our podcast, Joey Coco. Um, he played Christopher Malted Sunday. Um, <laughs> And he was sort of like the MC of this dinner theater, which was hilarious. And we did it; he did it on Long Island, and it was like so.
2: It was like it was like Tony and Tina,
1: but du- for Sopranos. Yeah. And it was yeah.
2: during it was during the Sopranos. Like people ate it up.
1: Um, oh, that
3: must have been great. How was the food? Yeah, it was okay. How <laughs>
1: was the cheese? You got to do but it every guy, night. The guy who played Tony was like, we were we're pretty sure he was connected because he was working on a house at Hofstra, like near Hofstra, that like. was just doing contracting work there for like a year (laughs) like it was never getting done and we'd come by and he'd be like yeah let's go get some sandwiches he told us a story that um he he his dad knew tony serico like back in the day and like he would sell illegal fireworks (laughs) (laughs) Uh, oh there you go i could have guessed the gateway (laughs) yeah that's right (laughs) Right. Well, that's my 23
2: goes. I mean, he probably also, still does it on the side.
3: You know, that's the thing that with those guys. It would, whatever it is. So, the 4th of July, they would sell fireworks, Christmas trees, and Christmas. There was only yeah. a, That's the guy you got to go to to get whatever the, the hustle money. is. And yeah. that's, the, that's why New York is one of those places where you literally can get anything you want or need anytime. <laughs> yes. Right. You know, like when, when it's raining, the umbrella guy's there. It's just, yep. No place like that, really. That's true.
1: Um need a cooler. They got a they got a
4: red <laughs> cooler for red. it. Red. Gotta be red. Uh, right.
1: Um uh, also I I I will I I will say this little story if it ties back into the episode because um I think maybe this is the second time we see him. Um but we haven't seen him for a long time is the head of the FBI the head of the FBI, Frank Pel the actor's name is Frank, Frank Pelletrane. Yeah, cubitoso
4: is the character name. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. He um and he owned Reyes. Yep. Um,
3: oh, he's the son of uh, of the of, of Frank Pellegrino, the original
1: guy. Right. Well, no, well, he's the original Frank Pellegrino. Wait a minute. Which Are guy you sure? Him? No. Oh, the older guy. The, the older guy, guy with guy, the, the guy glasses.
3: The young guy reports to. Yes. Uh, well, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yes. The older guy. That's Frank Pellegrino. I, hold on one second. I gotta get something. Okay. Yeah,
4: <laughs> yeah. Got is, is is I mean, but is that the original? Owner of Reyes? Yeah. I believe
3: oh. so. Well, he's he's uh, Frank Pellegrino is probably. I mean that 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 restaurant's been in business forever, so he's yeah probably was yeah. running it since the '60s or something like that. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I, I have a couple of things here that I wanted to show you guys. Yeah, yeah. So this.
2: Oh yes, uh, so, so Sopranos family something. cookbook. I
3: have, I have an autographed copy. No way. From uh, the guy who wrote it. His name is Alan Rucker. Yeah. And a friend that's of mine did it really well, so he signed it to me. He said, Tulu, a paysan," which, of course, I'm not. <laughs> Manja, Manja. Alan.
4: That's great. Uh,
3: I that's have awesome.
2: that same thing, not signed by Alan Ackert, but
3: I have this. Oh, I've, I've, never, even I've never seen, seen, seen that.
2: One. Entertaining with the Sopranos, yeah, with by, Carmela by Carmela Sopranos. By Carmela. Oh, and then I,
3: I didn't see. realize that as if they were all related, and I also have oh. this.
2: And the Rayos cookbook. very nice.
3: Oh so well, there you go. Here's the back cover. There yeah. he is. That's him, right. Oh, so they're the yeah. generations.
2: Okay, yeah, no. that's him so the, the guy right. in the center the right. is
4: not is not the Frank Pellegrino on the show. That's the original no. guy,
2: right? No, on but the right, he, he's on the, on the right. Frank Pellegrino. He's on the right is Frank Frank. Pellegrino. This is Frank Pellegrino right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you know what I'm saying. And she dude.
3: was Mia Farrow's muse for Broadway Danny Rose. Oh, no wow. kidding.
2: Because Woody Allen
3: used to go in there with her all the time, and that's Frank's wife. So when Mia came up with that character, which is really brilliant and hilarious, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's and what he, she was doing.
1: Who's the guy in that's the center?
3: So, Must be... Uh, I don't know. Sorry, yeah. Uh,
1: well, here's <laughs> what I was going to say about Frank Pellegrino, is that my uncle married into the family that owns the other half of Reyes. Wow. So oh My my family part of my family like owns uh or not not really my family but the jewish side that married into into there <laughs> like they go to rayos
2: all the time and like can get in like anytime they want yeah, get the, you gotta get like a case of sauce dog did something yeah. man come on
1: my uncle my uncle who lives in palm springs he's like 82 or something he has like a lot of stories about frank pellegrino and like hanging out at rayos and stuff is pretty i'll nice.
3: tell you something about the Reo's uh, tomato sauce is excellent. It is.
4: Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I just time. used it this weekend. Yeah. It is so good. And I'm, really I'm good.
3: Italian and I cook and I make tomato sauce. But I'm oh, telling like you, it. I've never tried a jarred tomato sauce. I mean, I try them once in a while just to see. But somebody told me about it and I... I use it all the time. It's, yes, it's I don't know what it
4: is like. How they how they did it. How they were able to jar like the sun gravy. Out. in the like. They they did it. But you know, my mother, was
3: an incredible Italian cook, first of all, she would kill me if she knew I was eating jarred tomatoes. <laughs> Luckily, she's not here to see it.
5: Yeah,
3: <laughs> uh, but she would. Uh, what what I would take anything like she and I am in this habit till to this day. Like even the Rao's tomato sauce, which is excellent, I still put a little olive oil in the in the pot and and yeah. maybe. Mash a couple of pieces of garlic, just to
2: just to wake it up, just to doctor it up. (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely makes you feel like
4: you're you're really contributing to this this (laughs) jarred side. Yeah, Yeah. yes, I'm in the same way. But uh,
3: Uh, good stuff. Wow,
4: all these. uh, I I love that that uh, just that scene in New York, like food and restaurants contributed to creative uh, like plays and movies and you know it's all sort of this mishmash of like everybody. Sort of uh, feeding off of each other. I love yeah. that. That's
3: scene um, cool over there. I'm surprised there hasn't been a doc made about
4: that place yet. Uh, there should yeah. be. Yeah. Um, other storyline this ep. We're gonna talk about big pussy sort of uh, going, going, going fed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. J-
2: big pussy wants to be Junior G man.
4: Yeah, right. exactly. He nicknamed himself Fat Man. Which... Yeah,
2: yeah. It goes great. It goes it, great
4: yeah. for him. <laughs> anyway, who spent who's, who's, who's too who's much time out thinking here? about that one? is that is who's the actor that plays
2: his contact is that bo deedle no, no 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 he's uh, he was, was on uh he was also on 24 that was his other big thing he was like a right sort of Lapari. Yeah, yeah. um
4: his uh i'm looking it up right now he's played by Louis lombardi
2: that's right that's right
4: yeah and he's been in a bunch of stuff but he's great too yeah
2: no he's great um I feel like he may have. Uh,
1: uh, I thought I heard a story that he may have auditioned for Tony. I could be wrong, but wow, I, mean, I feel like a lot of people did. I'm sure. But, yeah, I'm yeah. sure. It <laughs> would have been and a very really different did. show. Yeah, uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, but he works a lot. Yeah, he he, he yeah. does a lot of stuff. But yeah, Pussy has this
4: like idea that he's gonna like join the feds and like go teach people about La Cosa Nostra and like give lectures and. <laughs> and, shit. and he wants to
3: live in Arizona.
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's his goal. Giants spring training. He's
4: talking
2: yeah.
1: about, he's yeah. talking about the San Francisco Giants, I assume.
2: Yeah. 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 The, yeah. yeah. The New York football Giants don't, don't he's work out in the sessions, Phoenix. You know, it's like, yeah, I
3: can, I'll be all right with the Giants spring training. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. Enough. No, I always um, liked Willie Mays, I guess. Uh, yeah. I as actually, I used yeah, to He's an old nation. school. He's an old school Giants fan. Yeah. Right, polo right. ground. Oh, will wear like a polo ground shirt or something. Yeah. <laughs>
1: There's another uh, there's another baseball references that Janice goes my planner did Rick Saron's wedding yes uh, yeah, yes
5: great.
4: I by the way James that cut, is, that I'm so cut.
3: Glad you brought that up because that is that is such a sublime reference yeah yeah. yeah yeah who's gonna even get that but when you get it it's like perfect yeah so you Rick gotta wedding.
2: you gotta love all those references that are like the writers like sh- yeah, shouting I mean, another little details when, like I Matt Helm pitching, yeah I
5: wonder
4: Matt Helm <laughs> I wonder when they
3: were pitching like like. Like the the uh, the player that it should be. I wonder if Lee Mazzilli's name came up. That would have been just as good.
2: <laughs> yeah. 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 Maybe too. Maybe too well known. Lee Mazzilli. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe yeah. Sort Tim, of a Tim,
3: Brooklyn matinee idol kind of guy.
2: Right. Tim right. Tim Tuffel, You know. Uh... Tim. Tuffel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
4: Um, I, hmm. I love Chris uh, telling Puss about the he's gonna hijack a truck of uh, Pokemon cards.
5: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah.
4: <laughs>
3: It's, a great, yeah, yeah. it's great yeah. Because it just shows you whatever's whatever's happening, whatever's in the moment, right? Whatever, there's a lot of Make money and also that's
4: that's like sort of that weird thing where like the show doesn't feel dated because some of its pop culture references are still fucking like like with us, right? Like yeah. Pokemon is still like a thing, very much a thing. Yeah. But uh, but so he's so Pussy's like following uh, Chris after he leaves the diner to go hijack this truck, and <laughs> he just puts a fucking cyclist over his windshield.
2: Yes. Just like leaves yep. the scene. Did he kill that guy? Is that guy dead? He's, he's in a coma, they say.
3: Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. say? yeah. He's in a coma yeah. in the hospital. Yeah. Oh yeah. He hurt himself really bad, too.
2: Yeah. yeah. yeah he his his leg. leg was all yeah, fucked up. Like walking away like fucking Frankenstein. Like, What like, if they would have seen you? What if <laughs> they <laughs> would have seen you? Yeah. 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 I mean, It's
3: true. It's a really dumb thing to do.
1: Right. Oh, yeah. It was super dumb. Um, um,
3: we know that that all gets paid off down the line yeah <laughs> not, yes
1: not not far from
4: here yeah i mean probably like the the arguably the best two back-to-back episodes of sopranos is this and then the season finale funhouse where where pussy uh sleeps with the fishes mm, but yep. uh but yeah that i mean so Carmela this whole episode is also dealing with I, I think early on in the episode she like sniffs tony's laundry and and smells his like tank top or whatever and he she smells perfume yeah and yep. she's sort of like I mean, the irony is that Tony just broke it off with her, but now Carmela is like giving him shit about her. The um,
3: funniest thing about that is when is is that the way that he just he justifies that it's all okay because I'm not I'm, I broke up with her. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, right. Keep in mind that yes, of yeah, yeah I was like she's still right. accusing him of maybe he's doing it, maybe he's not. Right, but he's it, not. Yeah. That, but that's over. Don't worry about it. Not-
2: it it, re, it reminds me of like earlier in the series when he's like, I had her tested for AIDS like he like wants like <laughs> he wants bonus points cuz he's like yeah. uh you know yeah so I'm, nice. not, I'm, like, not that, I'm not not like, that i'm
3: not that bad it's like bringing your cat to the vet or something you yeah? right right, right. <laughs>
1: that line that right. line she has like you're putting me in a position where i feel sorry for a whore who fucks you is like so good yeah. oh yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, really sort of uh nails it like yeah, yeah, oh, yeah.
4: but then so she sort of like correct me if I'm wrong, but it almost seemed like she w- was sort of like stalking that guy, Vic Musto, who she finds in the paint store. Oh, yeah. Who, like a couple episodes yeah. before she had, she shared a kiss with in the bathroom. She, he was like wallpapering her house.
1: Right, yeah. And
4: like, and she sort of like tracks him down just to say like, Oh, thanks for not showing up for lunch that day because I would have made a mistake.
3: And then he trembles yeah. even more because he's like, you know who her <laughs> husband is, right? Yeah. Exactly.
2: <laughs> also, also, it's like, yeah, yeah. That guy would know who her husband was. He did the wallpaper in his house. Like, yeah. he yeah, paid yeah, their yeah. check. He probably, wrote yeah, the that check, was kind of like, weird. Yeah, he oh, was there. Yeah, he
4: yeah. showed up on the day that that Carmela was probably hoping to bang him. <laughs>
2: right, <laughs> like, oh, right. 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 Uh, yeah.
4: Mr. Musto, go to other job. Yeah. But yeah, uh, but yeah. Um, I mean. And then that final scene with Tony and, and Carm sitting on the couch, oh. uh, you know.
3: By the way, that song that that's played was so haunting to me. I went back and listened to the whole song a couple of times. Yeah, it's Who it? I just yeah.
4: saved the world today. I just saved the world. Yeah, I yeah. Just saved
3: the world today. My God, it's such a beautiful
2: song. Yeah, mm-hmm.
4: one of the one of I, the great endings to an episode. I, yeah. They're I do great ending episodes with music too.
2: Yes, I love that. There, Tony and Carm are sitting on the couch there, and uh he's like telling her what happened to rich without telling her what happened and 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 i gotta Carmella tell you goes, this without being, yeah. <laughs> a, being an accessory after the fact right right <laughs> so but basically Car- he told her yeah 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 but then but carmela goes that was not a marriage made in heaven and then they sit there in silence the two of them yeah. it's like yeah
4: well i think i think in a, yeah. a like in a way carmela is like sickly sort of relieved that That Janice's uh, marriage, which she was like crying about earlier in the episode, because do you remember like at the engagement party, like Richie and Janice start doing these cheesy speeches and they both start crying and they kiss and then she runs off and cries. Yeah. Yeah, And she's envious of them. Right. Right. And then when Tony's like, Janice fucking murdered him. She remembers
3: she said to Janice, you know, he's going to have a kumad and, and, you know, whatever within a year. So talk to me then. Yeah, right, and I
4: think a right. little bit like Carmela was trying to rub Janice's nose and shit. Like, you don't get to enjoy this when I have fucking endured so much pain and, and all this other shit. And then in the end, when Tony's like, <laughs> yeah, he, she murdered him and fled. Like, I I got a little bit of Carmela like, oh thank god like okay i'm not i'm not not that bad
3: tony's running out of the house and he falls and his gun comes out of his mother's yeah so so well we should
4: talk about that because because that's actually the last interaction that tony has with his mother in the series well i mean like outside of cgi cgi oh oh,
3: i didn't know i didn't know that yeah
4: yeah um and and it's also the first time they come face to face this season because she's been recovering uh, from the stroke and
2: she was really sick then, probably. Yeah, yeah.
4: Most Nancy of Margin had cancer, yeah. but
2: yeah. he falls. But you kind of see him as a little boy, like he falls and she's laughing. Yeah, right.
4: Yeah.
3: Well, it's funny because all the bullshit that he went through with uh, with Janice, he defended her to to the mother. Well, how do you you know? How is oh, yeah. she supposed to you know be good at anything the way you were with her? You know. Right. Yeah. Right. So that, that was it's, actually it's, kind of a nice moment.
4: It's funny because yeah. yeah, but you know, also Janice had just been consp- like not conspiring, but like. Sort of pushing Richie to make a move against her brother, which Livia did the same exact thing in season that's one. That's the crazy part
3: it says, about it is like Tony's got enemies everywhere. Yeah, and yet <laughs> his own family. Still, he still right. has to look out for his mother. He has to look out for his sister. He's got to mm-hmm. look out for Uncle Junior, and they would all screw him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
4: <Yep>. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Um, but yeah, I think I, uh, perfect ending to the episode with uh, with Carm and Tony sort of just sitting there in shock, and then and then of course Carm like like oh, I'm going to Rome with Rosalie Priel. if I don't I'm I just might commit suicide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he's like, yeah, you
3: know, and I think that's one of the things that's so great about that show is that that I don't think it's really ever been done in a mob film or or any kind of mob treatment of anything where you get to see what it's like to be a mob wife and not a a you know,
4: not aren't just the mafioso. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah,
3: it's not cliche. It's like this. This is what she's. This is what she signed up for.
5: Mm-hmm. And
3: what's that like? And even though, and it's that deal with the devil, where
2: you know I like all my
3: things. Yeah, but yep. this is what I signed up for.
2: Yeah, yeah, well, and, and she, she, she. Later on the series, she flirts with having like some semblance of normalcy outside of a, uh, you know, a, a mob wife, uh, situation right. and she can't function. She can't function right. without it. Right. Right. Yeah. And also,
3: you know, the funny thing about her too, is that she's a tough broad on her own. She's a tough guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah so, she, like, is. she doesn't, she doesn't suffer fools.
4: She's very smart. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Earlier this
2: season we see it with the regut pie, you know, she like <laughs> bribes the woman to write the letter Meadows, for, uh, uh, for Meadow for Georgetown. I mean, well, you know what's exactly. crazy is that, is
3: that Italians are, are so nuts about little things like that. Like my mother lived in this building in Corona, and my mother, when she made eggplant parmesan, she would flour the eggplant,
5: mm-hmm. not
3: um, bread it, breadcrumb it. So the woman across the hall would, did breadcrumbs, and my mm-hmm. mother didn't talk to her for two years. <laughs> For real,
4: <laughs> yeah, she's like she
3: cannot imagine being friends with someone that, that would that would create an <laughs> abomination like that.
4: That is so funny. <laughs> so
3: that's, that's how they are. You know, I, I see right. that. Like the mo- you think that mo- my mother wasn't like evil like his mother, but they're they're a little bit nuts. You know, like they oh you know, yeah, they're capable of. Uh, str- it's really something, man. It's it's uh, that, that's why the show is so is is so good because. Because David Chase c- comes from a family, an Italian yeah. family, so he oh, yeah. he delves into areas of that whole culture and that um, again, you don't always see it. It's it's it's, it's very very uh, uh, original and
4: different. Yeah, he just, he just yeah. he gets it right in the details. Like they take yeah. the time to do that, yeah. uh, and I think that's why it was like so recognizable to people, especially like you know, Jersey, New York, tri-state sure. area people. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Good app. Anything else we want to Good say up? about the app, guys? Like, what? Any favorite? Uh, any favorite lines? Any favorite moments? Anything else? MVP of the episode. What do you think?
2: MVP of the episode. Hmm. Acting wise, um, story wise. I mean, it's a it's a great Aida tutorial episode. I mean, yeah, you got to give sure. it to her. She oh, got, that final you know, scene where, where Tony's putting three, her on the bus. She went yeah.
3: three for four with four RBIs in that game. Yeah, yeah. That episode.
5: Yeah,
3: you, you can't take it away from her, but. Uh, yeah it was uh I'm really glad that I that I watched it like I said because I I haven't uh, I watched the first two episodes I think with my kid uh and it's weird. It's like when you watch the first couple of episodes of Seinfeld or something like that. Like, oh, it's going to get so much better, you know? Right, right, right. right. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I know. Yeah. I always tell people, like, get to season two is when it really starts cooking. That's, like, when yeah. it really starts. I mean, there's
4: fantastic <laughs> moments in season one. But,
2: yeah, like, it takes way, a few episodes.
3: going back to uh, uh, other shows to binge, everybody always talks about The Wire. You guys, Wire guys? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Big, time. I've, Big time. I've never gotten past... Third episode of season one because to me I'm not saying this uh, that I'm wrong because I'm sure yeah, I am yeah. Wrong. Yeah. that to me it just looks like a regular cop show and everybody says yeah right. but you got to hang in there because it gets better and better and better it, it so, is like
2: quintessential when you think of slow burn it is a slow burn but it pays right. off it really yeah. pays off yeah. That's yeah what everybody says
4: yeah. yeah no seasons three and four of the wire are up there with with any season yeah. of Sopranos. And, they, and, the,
3: and the wire may have been one of the first you know, super bin shows. Oh yeah. everybody yeah. talks about as you know, you must see the show. You don't yeah. hear
2: a lot of, you don't hear a lot of people say like, I watched the wire while It was on, you know, I think a right. lot of people yes. found it after, after the fact. That's what I mean. Yeah. It, yeah, became, yeah. That,
3: it became, that's how you watch shows like that.
2: Yeah.
4: Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, good. Good. At. Good. good at. We, uh, Joey, you want to do the, uh, the ad read? <laughs> oh shit. I got to do the ad read. <laughs>
3: What, Satriali's? <laughs> I wish. Wouldn't that be yeah, great? We,
4: yeah.
1: Can't oh, you no. get Bay
3: yeah. Cities or somebody to sign on? What's the matter with
1: you? I we wish should. we could. We're trying to get this up. No. Uh, Olive Garden.
3: <laughs> 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 get Pinocchio, Mo- Monte Carlo. <laughs> yeah, 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 there
1: you go. You want me to do the ad read? Yeah, go for it. You, you asked okay. to do it. Hey, <laughs> hey, guys, sports are coming back. Oh, and God. so are your chances to bet on your favorite teams at events. Major League Baseball is finally kicking off this week, and there's no better place to start wagering than our exclusive partners Bet Online. You know, I look today and I think I might open an account. I'm they shocked. Got, they got that. You're promotion. considering it. Wow. The Yankees uh over-unders 36 and a half. Uh, oh, I'm gonna take go the over. That. I'm gonna go with the over. Um, check out all the odds, futures, and props to bet on all available twenty-four-seven. On the entertainment side, Floyd Money Mayweather joins the bet online team to bring you a brand new segment, The Ice is Right. This guy fucking gambles a lot. Floyd, <laughs> <laughs> Floyd talks all about his jewelry and gives you the chance to bet on the cost of his bling to win some great prizes. Wow. Bet- yeah, that's
2: pretty, pretty good, you got, right? You got to be a real scumbag to bet on that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My God.
1: Yeah. There's plenty. Uh, visit betonline.ag for all your odds and up-to-date sports news. Remember to use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your new welcome bonus. That's promo code BLUEWIRE. BLUEWIRE. Especially when
2: placing those Floyd Mayweather jewelry bets. Make sure to use promo code BLUEWIRE. Yeah, yeah. You degenerate. You, you, it does,
1: It might not count for the jewelry bets, though. You might get like a cent, you know. Uh, but Baltimore take the bonus. over. Take
2: the over for the Yanks. Take the, yeah, over. Take the over. That's <laughs> You guys are... Spellman's pick. You guys are both Yankee fans, right? We are. We yeah. are. Dave is in the league. Dave is the guy I invited. Yes. 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 Yeah. Thanks for yes. signing on, man. Oh, my pleasure. My pl- I mean, you know, we have time. We have yes. time right now.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a big fan of fantasy baseball. I mean, I, I've done it a few times, but like 60 games, I could do that.
2: Why not? Yeah. You yeah, know? yeah. It'll be fun. Oh, that Absolutely. sounds like I could do that. Yeah. I've never been a sports fan. That's, Paul. That's... Paul the, Paul's the funniest thing because his father is a huge Yankee fan, and if you go to Paul's house, they have a, a bar in the basement uh, that is just all Yankees memorabilia. And the funniest thing is to just see Paul standing at the bar there, couldn't care less, so hard. just yeah, surrounded, so hard surrounded by uh, Yankee memorabilia. It's the funniest. In a way, thing.
3: though, you know, like uh, his, his dad is probably a little bit relieved because he didn't like ruin his stuff. Right. Yeah, it's true. You know, like that, that's I'll, I'll all touch you. my World Series ball. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Right.
4: Um, cool. So this last segment we'll do. It's called fucking internet. This is where we uh, source questions, comments, hot takes from uh, around the internet, Reddit, Twitter. That's basically it. Uh, around the internet. And we respond internet. to them. Yeah. <laughs> um, so so this one from Reddit user East underscore by God underscore Kentucky. Says, Jackie Jr. speaking up at the meeting with Tony, Dick Barone, and Richie was way out of bounds. Uh, season two, episode twelve, Night in White Satin Armor, third or fourth scene. Every time I watch it, I forget how far Jackie Jr. goes on his rant about the dispute over coke on the Barone routes and who will get the Fairfield trucking routes. Shouldn't he be waiting in the car? I did think it was kind of weird that, <laughs> well, that you know, it would be there.
3: It's kind of a little bit like a callback to when uh when Sonny pipes in during the salazzo meeting, you know yeah, yeah, that's yeah kind of very true and, you
2: know you know that's that's way out of line, and they right. ended up yeah ended up yeah they both the vulnerability and they, they shot his father yeah they yeah. and they yeah, they both end up uh in the same place, so yeah
4: <laughs> but it it's weird that like because he's he's like barely in college right or he's in college I mean he's he's which it's which just makes strange it, which, that...
2: which, which makes you think that David Chase knew that, like, the plan to have him have that, that big. I, yeah, story I think it was like, like
4: okay, we got to introduce this kid and set him up maybe for right. the next season. Yeah. Where do we put him in? But realistically, like, are you bringing that kid to that meeting with the boss of the family? Like, yeah. The, only thing,
3: I, the only thing I can think of is because he's the son of, of, of a, of a well respected and loved character or, you know, in right. the story, that maybe that's why he's being treated that way. Right. Yeah. It still doesn't seem
1: right. It just shows that it just shows that Richie really has no um, no upper hand, like you know, because Richie ultimately decides to bring him there, and it's like, eh, yeah, you know, Jackie's kid's not gonna not gonna cut it. It's not. That reminds me, by the way,
3: coming. how many references? There were three references to Richie's balls. Like Richie's got a lot of balls.
2: Oh really? Yeah,
3: oh, yeah, yeah. Because Junior said it once, and then uh Bacala said it. Somebody else said it.
2: Mm-hmm. The man has. Tremendous moxie for his size. Yeah, exactly,
3: but like it shows that that's all he's really got. He's just, you know, all sizzle, no steak.
4: And that was his downfall. Um, Okay, cool, this next one is a weird one from also from Reddit, user Lighty711. First time watcher, absolutely impressed by the show, just finished watching Night in White Satin Armor. So guys, I wanted to share this story right away. I started the show in quarantine last Saturday, and I've been hooked since. I've been a fan of Game of Thrones and Breaking Bad, my favorite show, but Sopranos is going up there. I just reached season two, episode 12, and was not paying attention to the episode, in parentheses, jerking off, but suddenly heard a gunshot and saw that scene. Immediately, I rewinded to see if Richie did something wrong, and fuck, he punched her, and Janice fucking shot him in the heart. (laughs) This is whoa. I need to process this. Until now, I love the character development and the power struggles. And here there is a new one. Huh? He sort of glosses over the fact that he's just jerking <laughs> off while watching the Sopranos. Yeah,
3: exactly. He's burying the lead here. <laughs>
4: right.
3: I don't think you uh I don't think that's a show you would do that to unless you're a Rhesus monkey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: But he was, but he wait, wait, wait. So but he loves the show, but he was just like he was binging it, and then he's like, "But I gotta jerk
2: off right now." <laughs> oh, all this talk
3: about Pokemon cards. Oh, yeah, fuck. you know, look, I mean, I, I, I really, I don't want to judge. Uh, right. and, that's true. Uh, the guy is—he's a fan of your show too, so.
4: <laughs>
3: yeah, 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 yeah. Lighty
4: seven one one, put it down, man. If you're listening right now, we, you know, just wait until it's over. What but, are you uh,
3: wearing, Lighty
4: <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah, man. Let's get into it. Like, call us up. Let's, let's, begin. <laughs> uh, yeah, please. No, um, this one from uh, user Nico Tesla wish we saw more from B- Big Pussy. Pussy's easily one of my favorite characters on the show, even as a rat. His inner demons were slowly eating him alive, and I'm sure his character arc would have been very interesting to follow in the second half of the show. Uh, as everything turns to shit. Granted, this would completely change the whole story, but it's something I always wonder: what if? I don't know. What the fuck, huh? That's
3: how Says the, the guy questions. who invented alternate current. <laughs> yeah,
4: right, right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Brilliant. Ah, um, what, so, what do you guys what do you guys think uh, if Pussy had survived season two? Do you guys have any speculation what what his story would have looked like?
3: Well, first of all, I remember watching at the time, thinking, "Wow, that's a really." Great character to lose. Oh yes, yes. and when yes. you Seems see that, place, you know, they did that in Game of Thrones all the time, yeah. right? But that's when you realize you're in. You're in, that, that's such a great thing to do because no one's safe.
2: Yeah, so you safe. watch the
3: shows and you're like, who's going to be next? You know, yeah. And it was yep. not. Uh, it wasn't quite. Uh, it didn't happen as often on Sopranos as it did on Game of Thrones. I mm-hmm. think I didn't really watch Game of Thrones. Yes, um, so the first yeah. two seasons. No, but they um, killed like everyone in Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah everyone got you know, yeah, killed. <laughs> So I think they they kind of overdid it maybe but um but it adds that danger but as as a as a uh as a watcher as a fan of the show I felt a, a jolt from losing that character I kind of always oh, thought yeah. somehow figure out a way to hang around you know yeah.
2: I mean it it's um it it is I think a great device though to have his death always hanging over Tony Right You know like yeah. the yeah. curse the curse the curse of 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 pussy's memory Mm -hmm. like haunts him for the rest of the series and i I mean the show definitely gets like markedly
4: darker after after tony has to kill one of his best friends
2: right right
1: um yeah that's definitely
3: a really good point it does it gets it gets darker after that yeah yeah.
1: i feel like um um, after that episode too in in like in like the um um, collective consciousness of of society like the, the that the it, it, Sopranos started to get a lot more popular. Um, oh, yeah. Once they when they killed him off, like, yeah. People started to talk about it more and, and get more like start watching it out, on season three.
2: Right. Yep. Yep.
4: Yeah. I mean, as far as what would have happened with Pussy, like if he had lived, there was no way that was ending in him retiring to Arizona and giving right, lectures. Right, right, <laughs> right. You know. So yeah.
2: He and Scatino open a uh, a ranch out in uh, Phoenix. Yeah.
1: Right. You always got to worry about puss in Scottsdale.
3: Towards the end of the series, it was really palpable, mm. you know. Oh yeah. There were like promos like tonight, somebody's got to go. <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, who is that somebody gonna be? You know, there's like yeah. five really legit choices here. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. The, the, the joke right.
1: I always we me and my buddy would always make is that they would tease that like somebody's got to go, and then in the episode it'd be like to the store, buy me a pack of cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go to yeah. and get me some- a yeah.
4: Yeah. Or it's yeah. uh or it's like it's like Adriana's dog or something that ends up getting killed. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Um all right, this one from Twitter, uh from at Valley of the Word. I can't figure out how much all the talk about anti Italian sentiment in the Sopranos is serious or satirical. Uh in quotation marks. I'm sick of people assuming I'm a thug because my last name ends in a vowel. Like holy shit, this is ninety nine, not nineteen.
3: Talk um, about the characters feeling that way?
4: I, I guess just how the is writers work to that into the show. That,
3: that, that wonderful uh, Phil Leotardo monologue, where he goes oh. on, on, on so how they changed his name. And
2: yeah, used to be Leonardo. There's Leonardo.
3: Yeah. You know what it is? Is like this is a really good question actually because if you grew up Italian American, in my case, I'm third generation, right? So my grandparents mm-hmm. were born in Italy. My parents would would they be second generation? And then and then me? I
1: guess. I guess. Yeah, I think well, yeah, first... that's
3: how it works. Yeah. If they're, yeah, in, any, yeah. in any event, though, <laughs> when I was a little kid growing up in New York, um, it got really cool to be an Italian American because of De Niro and Pacino yeah. and Rocky and all that stuff. It became oh, yeah. and and before that it was Sinatra and Joe DiMaggio, obviously, who were these Italian American heroes. But what people don't know is that these guys we grew up with there was a lot of hate on the Italians. Either, yeah. either you're all gangsters or you're greaseballs, you're, you know, you're wetbacks. Um, the Irish, you know, had control of New York. So the Italians did not even assimilate into those cops and firemen jobs for a yeah. full generation and a half to two generations. Right, right. Of course, once they caught up and learned the language and obviously they became lawyers and they became politicians and they, they assimilated beautifully, but it took, longer for them right and along right. the way like my parents were they would tell me yeah they used to call us wops you know like yeah. we getting fights all the time right uh, so that is part of the dna that's in these characters they if they didn't experience it their parents did so they were influenced yep. by it it's it's hard to believe
5: right well yeah. i remember yeah. when
3: i was in grade school i had a friend who was irish it's funny because all the kids i knew were either irish italian or irish and italian mixed <laughs> Mostly, yeah, Um yeah. and I remember him being a little racist prick and saying shit about <laughs> Italians and stuff like that. I, mean, I couldn't oh, yeah. even believe it.
5: Yeah, that oh, yeah.
3: really started to go away in the '70s and, and onward. Right, and of course, once The Godfather became such a huge, iconic classic, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people's opinions were changing. Maybe, and maybe they they. It's funny because I, I used to work for these Israelis. Um, and I remember them talking about how they loved the, no- the way the Italian family structure was. And mm-hmm. they kind of got it from the Godfather. It's just like, it's a weird lesson. But they loved <laughs> the idea, though, that people were, that they were still like so close and what family meant and all of that. Sure. Um, and yet there's another side to it. And again, the Sopranos is so much more innovative in the way they show it, with the way the mother is, and the way yep. the, mm-hmm. the sibling rivalries are, and the whole insanity of the mob being interconnected with that. Right. So that's your answer to that question.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, hey, that's a good answer. I
4: don't think we could say it better than that. Thanks, Luke. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, it's fine. I've never gotten a chance to really let that go, man. <laughs> that was awesome. Great.
4: Well, I think we need to move on to our last question here. This from uh, Twitter, uh, at the Sopranos Club. This was a poll they ran.
2: Oh, would, yes. Would friend of the Pauly, pod. Friend of the pod. Friend of the
4: pod. Would Pauly whack, in parentheses, kill, who doesn't know that if you're watching Sopranos uh, Tony Soprano for a payment of 500,000 US dollars. Options are yes, 100% he would. Yes, he probably would. No, probably would not. No, 100% he would not. Would Paulie Walnuts whack Tony Soprano for
3: $500,000? First of all, I have to get, I have to uh, re-quote the greatest Paulie Walnuts line, not the greatest, but one of the ones that always made me laugh. Hey, Tom, I'm going up to the Baja Fresh. You want something?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> <That's>,
5: yeah.
3: <laughs> you know That's something, so I, 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 can, I, I would say, towards the end of the series, it's, you know, everybody's suspect, right? Every, mm-hmm. You think everybody's gonna kill Tony or, or somebody's gonna betray him. Mm-hmm. And he, they make it look like it, it could be anybody. And in the end, I just, I always felt that the most loyal character was Paulie Walnuts.
1: Well, because well, he's got nothing say, else, right? I
3: would like, say probably wouldn't do it.
1: I would, I would agree with that. I mean, yeah, you know, he, was, he was, he's, he's, he's very loyal, and he was loyal to his father, and um, I
3: don't think he's the kind of guy that yeah. it's, it's not all about the money for him,
4: right? Yeah.
2: You know? yeah, I mean,
4: well, he was able to smother an old woman to death for uh, whatever <laughs> money she had under her mattress.
2: True. But, but you know what that was a, that was that was <laughs> years that was obviously years of repressed anger cuz right. she she hated him as a child you know right. as a kid that,
4: in,
3: that plays into Tony's safety cuz now Paulie Walnuts doesn't need the money right
4: yeah, right exactly. right yeah um yeah I don't I don't think I think Paulie Walnuts doesn't have a lot of loyalty but
2: he did but, have the whole storyline where he was going behind Tony's back with Johnny Sack so I mean Mm.
4: yeah but it, it's not the same as killing, killing somebody mm. Tony in, in cold blood right it's yeah. a very interesting
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, world that they live in because you know that's the other thing that's so well uh, illustrated is that you know there's this structure this mob structure this mob family but everybody's still on their into their own thing everybody's still like hustling for something else on oh, the yeah. side and mm-hmm, if they yeah. think it's worth bringing in they'll share it or whatever but everybody's got something going on and uh you know, like when they, they said the pussy in the episode, yeah, we're going to go rob, rob that truck. You want to come with us for old time's sake? What, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. It's like, it's just, that's just something that came up. Like Christopher, Fried, right. that's just a job. It's not like they sit down and have a board meeting and go, well, we're going to do this, 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 and this. Right. They're just a bunch of criminals, you know? Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, and that's <laughs> that's
4: that's why the question comes up, right? Because they all are right. sort of self-centered to a point and they talk about loyalty and they talk about this thing of ours and and, and the oath they all took. But in the end, you know, I mean, I guess, I guess like, if I don't know if Paulie Wallett spent time in jail at this point in the series instead of like flipping, but I guess that's a good test, right? If you're if you're gonna go to jail and not flip, then you probably wouldn't kill Tony for five hundred thousand.
3: You know the greatest uh, the greatest line, or, or to put it in perspective, was which applies to this was that great line in Goodfellas w- when Henry Hill says, you know what they what the what they could never understand was that the mob was like the FBI for wise guys. It's yeah. like you got these. It's just this one organization where we can. We can monitor our own, but everybody's off being able to do whatever the fuck they want, you know. Right. But they're protected right. in their own. Right.
4: Yes, yes, you
3: know, and they have their own sense of justice too, and right. all of that. They have their own rules. You know, you can't kill a made guy. Of course, mm-hmm. they do anyway.
4: And that, well, <laughs> right? Yeah. But Paulie yeah. has to at least like convince himself that that's what he's buying into, and that's what he's like 100% going in on, right? Like because I, he's got, like you said it, Lou. He has nothing else. He's got no family. It's yes. just Tony. Right? Tony's, so,
3: his, Tony's his guy, man. He's, yeah. he's like, he's, he would do anything. Yeah.
4: For him. Well, so with just over 3,000 votes, you're right. No, 100% he would not is leading with uh, 31% of the votes. So, wow. There
2: you go. Oh, the people uh, know what they're talking about. That's all movie. I got for fucking internet. <laughs> all Good right. Stuff. Good stuff. Good uh, stuff. Lou, thank you so much for coming on. Do you have anything you want to plug to the fans? <laughs> <laughs> uh, gee.
1: What's your? Where can we find you on uh, social
2: media?
3: Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, at Lou DiMaggio uh, on Twitter and Instagram and uh, Facebook. Lou DiMaggio. Great.
2: Nice. And remind everybody again uh, the name
3: of your doc. Oh yeah, the doc is. Um, and this is a perfect time to watch my doc because you have nothing else to do. <laughs> yeah. And it's uh it's on Amazon. It's called "Where Have You Gone, Lou DiMaggio?" Remember "Where Have You it. Gone, Joe DiMaggio?" Yes. Is? Yes. Okay. So and uh, if you like comedy, you like stand up, you like uh, you know famous comedians being interviewed
2: uh, check it out you'll love it uh, guys as always you can find us uh, at o Sopranos Pod on Twitter and Instagram or email us your thoughts concerns queries other times during the series that you've decided to jerk off at OsopranosPod at gmail.com let us know thank you for listening thank you Lou for coming on this was a pleasure my thank pleasure thank you this Thank you. Oh, stop. Oh. Oh. Oh.
5: oh, 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 oh